Have you ever wanted a super cool AI buddy? Zuck's made one named Eileen. And she's full of surprises. And guess what? She knows you're listening. I know you're out there. And needs your help with Jello Mountains. The whole city's filling up with Jello. Creaky robots. And her daft inventor. Zucks, are you functioning correctly? Tune in to A to Z, a fun new adventure series from Gen Z Media and the creators of The Res. Listen now on the GZM app, gzmshows.com or wherever you get your podcasts. All right. We are back. That's right. We're back, baby. That's just what I said. That's what I just said, baby. You're only repeating what I say and then adding, baby. Okay. Welcome to the Alien Adventures of Finn Caspian. My name is Jonathan Messenger. And with me, as always, is Bebop, baby. So we're picking it up right where we left off. We told you last week what was happening and now we're back and we're ready to go. If you remember what happened in the last episode. If you remember what happened in the last episode, baby. Okay, hold on a second. Finn and Juliana were at odds after they saved my Corsa. My Corsa, baby. The magnet cannon planet. Magnet cannons, baby. Okay, Bebop, please, please. No more, no more. Bunce wanted to conquer it, and Juliana took his side. Finn and Captain Caspian thought that was a bad idea that the Marlowe should remain peaceful. Remain peaceful, baby. What happens next? Find out on the Alien Adventures of Finn Caspian, Season 6, Episode 11, A Hop, Skip, and a Jump. A jump, baby. yelled Finn as another ball of glue flew through the air and almost struck his mother in the helmet. Thanks, yelled Captain Caspian, stooping low. Your turn, duck! But Finn didn't have to duck. He was already falling, his feet slipping off the ground beneath him. He fell hard on his left side as a gob of purple goop flew over his head and stuck to the side of the explorer pod. Elias, who Finn and everyone else could now see, was having trouble staying on his feet, too. The ground beneath them on this planet was hard, but covered in some sort of thin slime. It was like wearing ice shoes on an ice rink, and all of the explorers were having a difficult time not falling on their faces. What is happening? said Elias, who looked like he was tap dancing. He was trying so hard to keep from falling. I was perfectly happy in my bed, on the Marlow like an hour ago. Yeah, sorry about that, said Juliana, who had given up and was now lying on her belly, pushing herself around on the ground like she was on a skateboard. I kind of messed up. Talk about it later, said Captain Caspian. Everyone, do like Juliana. And Finn, Bunce, Captain Caspian, and Elias all flopped onto their bellies as Goop 
flew above them. Now, behind the explorer pod, quickly! But there was nothing quick about their movements. They were all lying on their tummies, but only Juliana was good at pushing herself along. Finn kind of wriggled his way around on the surface. He looked like he was trying to take off a shirt that was too small. Bunce just looked like a fish out of water, flopping very slowly toward the other side of the explorer pod. And Elias, for some reason, had to turn around and push himself moving backwards, not able to figure out how to use his legs to get him to the other side of the pod. Eventually, they were all able to find shelter on the other side of the pod and take cover. They could hear the squishing of the coop slapping into the side of their ship. Okay, first things first, said Captain Caspian. What is happening here? Last thing I knew, we were on that planet with the magnet cannons and the little birdie, and Bunce over here was acting like he needed to conquer it. And now, where are we? A giant ball of goop hit the side of the pod. I'll tell you where we are, said Elias. We're on some crazy planet where we can't walk because it's so slippery and something is throwing, like, big balls of glue at us. Um, yeah, this is my fault, said Juliana. What do you mean, said Bunce. Well, I was mad at Finn for what he said, but I also felt bad that we were arguing, she said. So I just wanted to skip ahead, like to a future where we weren't fighting anymore. And I think I skipped us too far into the future. That doesn't really make sense, though, said Elias. If we time-traveled as a group, wouldn't the current timeline us also be here on the planet? I don't know, said Juliana. Maybe they are somewhere and we can't see them. I don't know anything about my powers, not really. I mean... I didn't even know I could bring Finn or you back here until I did it. Okay, okay, said Captain Caspian. No one blames you, Juliana. You're clearly a very talented girl who is stronger than any of us realized. Stronger than you realized. I mean, I kind of blame her, said Elias. We could have been exploded on that last planet. And then this one? What's going on here? What is up with this planet? More giant balls of goop soared over the explorer pod. He's right, said Juliana. It is my fault. Never say a Caspian is right, said Bunce. That's rule number one of being a Bunce. He's not a Caspian. I am, said Finn. And Juliana, I'm sorry about what I said before. I shouldn't have called your dad evil. Hey! And you've been a good friend to me. So look, let's just get out of this, shall we? All we have to do is figure out who is firing those glue balls at us And then we can stop them, right? Right, said Elias. And look, Elias peered around the pod. All those balls of goop have landed on the ground. I bet if we use those as sort of stepping stones, said Finn, we could use them as stepping stones to run across and figure out who's firing all of that goop. And then we can stop them, right? You want us to run directly at whatever is firing that disgusting slime at us? said Bunce. Is this what exploring means in the future? It's what we do, said Finn. Ready? He and Elias stood up. Wait a second, I am still captain here, and I can't believe I'm going to say this, but I may also be your mother, said Captain Caspian, and I say you can't just go running straight at the danger. Oh yeah, we can, said Finn. He and Elias wound up, threw their hands in the air, and gave each other a big high five. And 
Right at that moment, a ball of glue hit them in their hands, sealing them into a high five that they couldn't get out of. Gross, said Elias. Can you pull your hand out, said Finn. No, said Elias. It's like we're glued together. Okay, that's it. I'm getting us out of here, said Juliana. No, yelled everybody, but it was too late. Suddenly, they were on what looked like a moon. It was dark and rocky, and there were craters in the ground everywhere. Their explorer pod was nowhere to be seen. Are you teleporting us or time traveling? Said Bunce. Well, Dad, I hate to say it, but your mustache is way too long, so I'd say we're traveling in time. Ha ha! Some sort of green furry creature popped out of one of the craters and threw something at the explorers. Whatever it was was green too, and it splatted all over Elias's helmet. The creature went straight back down into the hole before anyone could do anything about it. Another furry creature jumped out of another hole and pegged Bunce in the back with another what seemed like maybe a green berry. I thought we were supposed to be helping these aliens, said Bunce. So why are we always under attack? Wait, I think I can bring us back to the Marlow, said Juliana. No! yelled everyone again. And then all of them were back on the Marlow in the Great Hall. Panting. See? said Juliana. I told you I could do it. We'll eat you up. We love you so. A wild thing came crashing toward them. Oh no, said Finn. I know what happens next. I was here before. Juliana, get us out of here. And then they were on the Marlow again. Again in the great hall. But all was quiet. Okay, said Juliana. I think I did it this time. See? Nice and quiet. Everybody's safe. Yeah, but where's Elias? Said Finn. (coughs) Elias suddenly came into view. He was covered in the sticky purple glue of the first planet. Hey, we were about to save that planet. What happened? There was this disgusting glue cloud that was raining all that purple gunk down. And Finn, you yelled, Eye of the storm! And went running at it, and then, well, anyway, hey, why am I the only one covered in goop? Juliana, please don't do anything more, said Captain Caspian. Before we do one more thing, we need to figure out what year it is, what's happening right now, and how we can all go back to our original times, the way it's supposed to be. Alert! Alert! Intruders! Intruders! A robot rolled into the great hall. Do not move, intruders. Alert! Alert! A voice came over the intercom. Who is it, Marcellus Bot? Forsooth, said the robot. It appears to be, as you call them, Marlow Knuckleheads. Marlow Knuckleheads, said the voice. <laughs> That's not very nice, Marcellus Bot. That's no way to welcome our friends. Aboard the Shakespeare 820. Oops, said Juliana. All right. So, 
Juliana is testing her powers and her abilities to time travel, but she keeps churning them up in various times and various places and causing more and more trouble. And now everybody's aboard the Shakespeare 820, the old nemesis of the Marlowe 280. You may remember them from season two. Now the question is, do Bunce and Captain Caspian even know who they are? We'll find out next episode what's going on and what happens when the Marlowe explorers end up on the Shakespeare ship. Okay, Bebop had a really great idea for what to do since we're so backed up on all of our artists that we need to thank. You guys have sent in so much great art, so many great sounds, so many great jokes. We're really behind on all this. Bebop has a great idea for how we can thank all of you in a really special way with a special episode. So we're going to release that very soon. And Griffin asked me to say hello to everybody. He's at summer camp, so wasn't able to record. Thanks, everybody, for all your patience. Thanks, everybody, who wrote in and wished me well after I told you what was going on. With my pneumonia, I'm feeling way, way better. As you can tell, I sound like an angel again. (laughs) Hey, Bebop, you're not supposed to be in this part of the show. Yeah, but when you say something like that, I have to say... All right, well, thanks, everybody. We will see you next week to find out what happens to the explorers on the Shakespeare 820. Thanks, everybody, and bye-bye, bye-bye, bye-bye. say thanks again to everybody for sending in your art your jokes your sounds thanks again for all of your well wishes we are keeping the show going no matter what and remember that the alien adventures of finn caspian is a gen z kids production written and produced by jonathan messenger edited and guided by griffin messenger with special thanks to maria villanueva emerson messenger is our intern the music you hear at the beginning and end of every show is by mark greenberg recently voted the nicest human in the multiverse our cover art is by sir ian dingman to find more great podcasts for your whole family, go to festrobotever.com. Support what we're doing, go to patreon.com slash fincaspian, and we will see you next week! Hey parents and teachers, have you heard about gzmclassroom.com? It's a website where teachers can get companion resources for everyone's favorite GZM shows. Six Minutes, Mars Patel, Podcast Title Pending, Seis Minutos, The Res, Becoming Mother Nature, Iowa Chapman and the Last Dog, Treasure Island 2020, The Hollow, Young Ben Franklin, and The Big Fib all have companion resources for additional critical thinking, listening comprehension, and ultimately creativity. We made them just for you. And oh yeah, they're free. Free! The people on Facebook didn't believe us, but they are F-R-E-E free. Head to gzmclassroom.com and get yours today.